Hey listeners, welcome back to the Hitting Rock Metal podcast. Again, I'm your host, Sally Holder, and I cannot wait for you to hear from this incredible woman. Her name is Leslie Fram. She is the Senior Vice President of Music Strategy and Talent and for CMT. Yes, that is country music television people. She is overseeing all music integration within the CMT brand, including original programs and music video airplay across all screens. Since joining CMT in 2011, Fram has negotiated key partnerships with major and indie label acts for world premieres and exclusive digital content. But her most passionate thing that she does is she champions new avenues to showcase rising acts. Now, she is very focused on her 2013 initiative with CMT called CMT's Next Women of Country, which gives a voice to emerging female artists. And that now includes a tour and digital performance components. Most recently, Fram has initiated and oversees CMT Equal Play franchise to support underrepresented voices in country music, which includes 50-50 representation, male, female, in all video hours to include equality, the Equal Play Award, and the Equal Play Development Program for artists and the industry. That is quite impressive, Leslie. I mean, well, you know, first and foremost, you have to look at yourself and say, what can we be doing better? And that's what we did. And so we, you know, starting in 2013 with CMT's Next Women of Country, really to provide access for female artists to support their videos and all of their content. And then we developed a tour two years later because artists have a really hard time getting on a tour especially if they don't have songs that are played on the radio. And then most recently, Equal Play, which you just talked about. And then last year, Equal Access, which is a development program with M-Theory to really help underrepresented voices in our genre for artists and a pipeline for people to get into the industry. Fascinating. So how did you come about this idea originally? Um, I mean, were you noticing the real difference? You know, what kind of triggered the idea? Well, I I started in country music 11 years ago. I was actually coming from a radio background and rock and alternative and then made the switch to television with CMT, which is country music. And I really didn't have a huge background in country music. I knew about a lot of the classic country artists that I was fans of, like Johnny Cash, but didn't really know a lot about contemporary country music. So I made the leap and it, it really took me about a year to study the format, study the music, learn the job, meet a whole new set of people. But the first thing I noticed the first year was how um, how sad and underrepresented women were, especially on terrestrial radio and then, you know, some streaming services. And what is happening? Women are the voices, their voices are disappearing and we're training people not to hear female voices. So that's why we initially started CMT's Next Women of Country to be able to And by the way, once you get into the program and we've had over 75 women in this program, your videos will always be supported. Your content will always be supported. So at least there's exposure on CMT. And we also have two 24 hour video channels 
Amazing. So I have to ask, was it when you initially proposed it? Was it well received? Was everyone just welcoming it with open arms? Like, Leslie, yes, absolutely. Let's do this initiative. Or did you face a little bit of uh, resistance? No, the great thing about it was then Viacom and now we are Paramount. But my boss at the time, Brian Phillips, who was the president of CMT, said, no, this is the right thing to do. Because, you know, as if you're a gatekeeper, whatever gatekeeper, if you're a record label, a publisher, you know, a program director of a radio station, you know, any of the gatekeepers, if we don't make those types of moves, then nothing will ever change in the industry. And it it becomes this really weird cycle, you know, less women that are played on the radio, fewer women get signed to record labels, fewer women get signed as writers to publishing companies. So you really have to break that cycle. And there have been all of these crazy myths out there like, oh, women don't want to hear women and you can't play two women in a row at a radio station. And finally, I said, wait a second, there's no research that backs any of this up. I was in radio. It's just simply not true. So we commissioned um, a study with Coleman Research where we went right to the fans You know, let's go to the fans and see what they have to say. And surprisingly, right, women are like, no, we want to hear women on the radio. We just are not hearing them. So you're you're listening to what you're being fed. So as a gatekeeper, if you're listening to terrestrial radio and you listen for 45 minutes before you hear a female voice, what happens? Does that become jarring because they're not part of the regular mix? So Equal Play started over two years ago. And we decided, again, looking at ourselves first and foremost, what can we do to make a difference? So now every hour um, in our video hours, it's 50-50 male-female. Wow. I mean, kudos to you guys for, you know, recognizing, hey, there is a way for us to be able to make this situation infinitely better um, and, and taking action. I mean, I think that you know, a lot of it is just general awareness and being able to look at the landscape. And a lot of people don't take the time to do that. So it's beautiful that you, you know, decided to speak up and have the courage to say, you know, we can be better um, it, when it's so much easier to just merely stay the same. It's very easy to stay the same. And we saw shocking research, even when women were huge in the 90s, if you remember Shania Twain and Faith Hill and Martina McBride, even then they only represented 30% of the playlist. And a lot of people don't know that, but shockingly, you know, we looked at research from Dr. Jada Watson and there are some years in the past 10 years where it's only been 11% and then it would go up to 16%. And sadly we've gone back down. So there is a real problem. And to me, it's a problem for the future of the format without having that female perspective. Hey listeners, we are so excited to share that the fourth annual Brim Retreat will be taking place in Austin, Texas. This is the premier event for female entrepreneurs that are ready to take their business to the next level. 
Taking place from April 30th through May 3rd, this three-day event is led by expert business coach Sally Holder and perfectly combines opportunities to connect, learn from the best across industries, and fill your cup with exclusive experiences and group activities. This is your chance to join 150 other phenomenal entrepreneurs and get away from the distractions of everyday life. Give yourself the dedicated time, space, and experiences that will enable you to come back and create massive leaps in your business. So are you ready to have your aha moment in Austin with the brim? To grab your ticket or learn more, visit us at growwiththebrim.com. But hurry, because this event will sell out. Oh, absolutely. And it is so true that you become accustomed to whatever is habitual, right? If you're not hearing it, then you don't then tend to seek it out because it's not part of your daily norms. So yeah, it's absolutely fascinating. Um, So I want to roll back for a second and just talk about your transition because yes, (laughs) like you like. Like you said, you were not always in country music. So where were you prior to CMT? And talk about how you kind of made that whole transition from kind of your height of rock, you know, um, days to a country music world. And what were what were the major differences between the two? Well, the first part of my career was in radio. And I always say, you know, radio was my first love in college. I worked at a top 40 radio station and then transition to more of a, of a rock alternative station. And then I spent 17 years at an amazing radio station in Atlanta called 99X. And we were one of the, you know, we were one of the touchstone alternative stations at the height of that format in the nineties, if you remember from Nirvana on down. So it was, it was a magical time to be in radio. And then after that, I went to New York and worked for a rock alternative radio station called WRXP and also did mornings with Matt Pinfield who worked had worked at MTV. So for 20, you know, 20 plus years, I had a a dual role. I was on air and program director at Rock and Alternative. And when sort of the end of of the New York era, when they sold the radio station, it became a news talk station. So it was like kind of like, okay, I'm at this crossroads. What do I want to do? And of course, I kept looking at other radio stations and my longtime mentor, Brian Phillips, said, why are you just looking at radio? You know, you can take your skill set and you can go to other places. So, you know, I was looking at some, you know, DSPs and I looked at Fuse Television and it sort of led me to where he was, which was at CMT in Nashville. So I went to visit him one weekend, really just to sort of recharge. And and he offered me this job out of the blue to come and oversee the music department. And I said, yes, without even thinking of it and thinking, okay, well now I really have to learn about country music. I have to learn about television. But when you make a, a move like that, I feel honestly, even at that point in my career, that it was, it was a healthy thing to do because sometimes we have to kind of prove to ourselves that we can take that leap and we, and we can do something yeah. that's completely different. So again, I spent that first year, honestly, having to learn a whole new set of people, you know, from, from artists and managers and labels and publishers and publicists, learn the music. I went to a lot of shows, learn the job, which is completely different, but I, I just put my head down and a lot of wonderful people, especially at CMT helped me. And, you know, to this day, I thought, I think it's an amazing move because I love the format. I love the songwriters and the storytelling of country music. 
and in an, honestly what we've been able to achieve in a small amount of time that we're still doing, by the way. Oh, absolutely. Everything's always working. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but what I can already tell from your story that I'm just captivated by is you, when you're presented with an opportunity and it requires courage that you muster up that courage, right? You make to make that pivot and make that significant leap. There are a lot of other people that again would have pulled back. They wouldn't necessarily have had the confidence or the courage to take that unfamiliar and foreign step. And then the same thing, being able to approach, you know, a really well-known, uh, you know, um, I guess, do you call CMT just a, I mean, it's not just a uh, television station, you know, um, but this powerhouse in the industry, country music industry, and say, hey, we need to change things again and have some courage to do that too. So um, kudos to you. I think that happened in the early part of my career. And I have to credit radio because you're, at the time I was in radio, you have very small teams where you're wearing a lot of hats and you understand that. So you're wearing a lot of hats, you're making things happen. And you, at that time, you're given the leeway to take chances and be a risk taker. A lot of people now have their hands tied. And we we have a whole generation of people that have had their hands tied. They're overseeing multiple stations. Uh, they're paralyzed by making a change and making the wrong decision or maybe having to, you know, just hold on to their job. So I was fortunate to be able to have that luxury of taking chances and being a risk taker. And now I don't think I know any other way. And fortunately, now I'm at the same type of company that wants you to do the right thing. And we've always had a diversity and inclusion program at Paramount, which is amazing. You know, I think over the last two years, people are getting caught up, as you know, hiring DE&I people or making sure that their staffs are, are fully trained. But we've always had that at Paramount, which I'm really proud of. So they've actually, you know, they've led the way and given us this opportunity to create all these amazing programs. So I feel really fortunate. Yeah. Um, so as you then, you know, came into CMT, learned your job and all of that, that's when you decided, okay, let me step up and create this equal play initiative, which Again, I'm amazed by a love. Um, but we also know that there's a wage gap that it has existed for women, still does. In fact, for entrepreneurs, it's even worse. Um, so how have you approached the difficulty that women are facing in the industry and kind of the wage gap? And how have you helped kind of close that for women uh, who are in the country music industry? Well, first and foremost, with with equal play, which is, you know, across all of our platforms, making sure women are represented, right? And diversity is represented. And it's not just in video hours. We produce many events throughout the year. We have two award shows and we have um, a really wonderful franchise called Crossroads that pairs a country artist and an artist out of the genre. And we have many other music programs that we produce. And we're always making sure women are represented, there's diversity. So first and foremost, that is, you know, that is something that we feel really proud of. And on the other side, making sure that when we hire crews and we hire writers and things for shows that we're keeping an eye towards that as well, which is really important. As far as the wage gap, that is just, a, it's just company-wide that we have to make sure that we're, always compliant. And we're always making sure that if, you know, if we hire, hire a writer, let's say for a specific job, 
well, that writer is going to make as much as the male writer. I mean, it it sounds simple, but it's really not. As you know, it's it's so it's so complicated. But I wanted to address, you know, that as well. So people understood in this podcast that we're talking about across the board, making sure that there's exposure for all underrepresented voices. Um, And most recently, we partnered with an amazing company called M Theory and a woman named Camille Carlson, who's incredible. Uh, And she she started this program with us where it it is a pipeline for people that want to get into the industry because it's very hard. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, the country music format, it's very hard if you are, you know, black or you're in the LGBTQ community or whatever to to really break in. It's hard for managers. It's hard for people who want to be in publishing, people behind the scenes and artists. So that program was started this year and it's it's a real curriculum and there's networking and there's education. And we hope to continue making that program equal access, bigger and bigger and bigger. Love that. Yeah. I mean, we all know very often in business, it can be about who you know and not just what you know. Obviously, what you know is extraordinarily valuable, but sometimes it is who you know. And that does provide significant disadvantages to underrepresented communities. And so the fact that you guys have really worked hard to create a program to overcome that so that it gives everything that they would need in order to be able to access more uh, contacts and, you know, understand the structure of getting into the industry is phenomenal. It sounds like it really goes, you know, above and beyond. So kudos to you for doing that hard work. It's such an education process. And again, you know, we can't control, you know, what's around us, but we can control what we do. So we're always like looking at where are we? What can we do better? And listen, I will tell you, 10 years ago, we we would have artists come to us or publishers. And now we're out seeking who are those artists that we can help who don't naturally come to us. And I think that's what you have to do. You have to do a little bit of work to make sure that you're helping those that are out there who might not necessarily feel like there's an open door policy. Yeah, absolutely. So, What can the average person then do to promote and support inclusivity and diversity amongst country music? How can we be better advocates ourselves? We have, um, I'm part of this program called Change the Conversation that holds a lot of panels. And we have a lot of women ask us that all the time. And honestly, even if you're just a fan, it's so simple supporting artists on your socials, you know, whether you're on Instagram or Twitter or TikTok, you know, supporting those artists. Also making sure that people are trained. I mean, you can go and do the training yourself for, you know, making sure that diversity and inclusion are part of your your daily life or join an organization or there's so many free things that are out there now between podcasts like yours where you can educate yourself. And in Nashville, there are always like panels and even obviously during the pandemic, everything was virtual. There were always things that that you could hop on and watch. So I do think that there are things out there where you can educate yourself or get involved. It's just you just have to go out there and find it. And I, and I do think, you know, every little step is a step. And sometimes people think it's overwhelming. You know, how can I help? I'm just an individual. But really, if just do one thing in your daily life and, and you're helping someone. It's so true. You know, they've always said women have 80% of the purchasing power. And yet we don't, you know, cognizantly spend it with more female 
founded businesses. And now we can utilize that same 80% spending power to help create change in this particular area too, to support, you know, more diversity, more inclusion, more businesses. And by more, uh, you know, people of color, all everything. So absolutely providing this inclusive environment. Um, I think the so, other thing that's been great is that just in this community, you know, women supporting women, you have a lot of women that are outspoken artists that are helping other women in diversity from Mickey Guyton to Maren Morris to Kelsey Ballerini to Cassidy Pope. And, and that is also helpful because they're true. using their voice to help to help a fellow artist or a fellow fan. Yeah. I mean, it reminds me of that. Um, what is it? The Louis Zamperini story of, you know, everyone thought that if you ran a four minute mile that you would die, literally that the human heart would explode. Right. And yeah. And then he ends up doing it. And then what is it within a week? I believe about a hundred other people then go and run the same four minute mile. And it wasn't as though the week prior, they couldn't do that. It was just they hadn't been yet given the example. And that's just such a beautiful story that it does open all kinds of doors to be able to see those, um, you know, in, in this podcast, obviously, we're, we're so often focused on women, but seeing other women create those opportunities for themselves. I'm constantly telling female founders that just do it, even if you see it, it's not represented right now, because you're giving permission slip to countless other women to go and be able to do the same thing that you have now done. So it's not about um, just doing it for yourself. The fact is it will have a beautiful ripple effect in today's society when you do that. There's an artist named Brandy, Brandy Carlisle, who is the biggest champion for all voices she does it with a music festival that's called Girls Just Wanna, that's all women. And the women that she brings out on stage or women that she takes on tour or women that she's turning you on to, artists in all, you know, all the diverse voices. And it's it's just this beautiful thing to witness. But again, it makes other artists want to do the same thing. So you're a few years into this entrepreneur thing. And guess what? It's hard. When things get tough, it's easy to start feeling like everyone's got it figured out except for you. But that's not true. You are capable of creating anything you want, but nobody's ever showed you how to get there without pulling your hair out. That changes now. The Brim's Revenue Accelerator is the only intimate 12-month group coaching experience created by business expert Sally Holder. Consider it like your fast pass to success. Just like at an amusement park, you can wait in a long line and hopefully get on the ride before it closes, or you can find a better way. Grab the fast pass and get to your goals with ease. So what do you say? You can keep on as you have been, or you can join the Revenue Accelerator and get on your way to five times the revenue growth, along with a community of real entrepreneurs that will cheer you on, hold you accountable, and provide the safe space to get real about running a business. Head to growwiththebrim.com to set up your call and talk with a Brim team member to get signed up today. Yeah. And when you're cognizant of it too, I was just sharing you guys before this um, you know, recording actually started in advance of knowing that I was doing this recording with Leslie. I was looking at things to do in New York coming up for a trip and decided to purchase tickets to a Kelsey Ballerini concert because I am now more cognizant and more aware. So I began to look and see if 
there were any female artists that were doing shows and it so happened that she was. And so, you know, that's amazing. Six of us are going. So it's seeing her play at Radio City. So it's just, it really does have a small, oh, that gave me chills. Uh, It really, every action has an equal and opposite reaction, right? And so when you do that, you can create lots of of ripple effects everywhere you go. We started this uh, Next Women of Country tour in 2015. But what was amazing is that Several years, we had bigger artists like Jennifer Nettles, Martina McBride, Sarah Evans, who wanted to headline the tour and take out new artists so that they'd have an opportunity. Some of these artists, it was their first tour they'd ever been on. So we gave them that opportunity. So every year we do this tour. Sometimes it's just smaller acts. Sometimes it's headlined by a Sarah Evans. And it that and again, it's just women supporting women and that myth of women can't sell tickets. Well, these shows are always either sold out or almost sold out. So we're uh, we're making sure that that myth is also busted. Oh gosh, absolutely. <laughs> I just constantly remind people that those myths were there because it perpetuated, you know, yes. a a male patriarchy that they wanted and benefited. You just have to think who does that benefit if that myth stays in place, and that that's why we're going to let that one go. Um, so what would you say to any business owners that want to include philanthropic causes as part of their business? Maybe now they decide, okay, I want to make a difference in my industry too. Um, how can they begin to kind of get started, you know, creating something like what you've created within their own space? What, first and foremost, what are they passionate about? And I will tell you that mentorship is just giving your time. And I've found that You know, I do a lot of coffees with women and, you know, during the pandemic Zooms. And even if you give 30 minutes of your time, you are encouraging someone and hearing what they have to say and answering their questions. And it's it's so important. So something as small as mentorship or opening up the door or creating an avenue for women to get together and talk with each other. And it can be on a small scale. That's okay. I think, you know, sometimes people get a little overwhelmed that, Oh, I can't start a 501c3. Well, it's not about that. It's really just starting somewhere in your community, honestly, to help. Yeah, I love that suggestion. Um, Where do you want this initiative to ultimately go, right? What is your dream scenario, right? If, If you were to say, oh my gosh, it had the exact impact that ultimately I wanted it to have, what, what would that be? It would really be nice to see more women um, getting played on the radio because women are making amazing music right now. And just that equal parity to be able to have that exposure for them to to be exposed in the way that they rightfully should be. So, again, and in, in, in our little change of the conversation group that I have with two of my dear friends, Tracy Gershon and Beverly Keel, our our goal is to never have the conversation again. But the problem is we have to. So at CMT, it really would be seeing, you know, more women being supported across the board, whether it's terrestrial radio, Internet radio, uh, Spotify, Apple and all of these playlists to, you know, more support. We're the gatekeepers. We can make those decisions. Yeah, I was going to say, does it help if we call the radio station and say, we want to hear more female artists, or does it help that we put together a playlist of all female country music artists and things like that? Even those small steps, do they help? Yes. All of that, all of that helps and turning people on to other, you know, to other artists. I know that we try to do that as well in our award shows. So more win, 
more, more women and more diversity on award shows and music specials so that fans can be turned on to something new and fresh that they might go, wow, they connect the dots. I like that artist. I'm going to go to their concert like you are now going to see Kelsey Ballerini in New York. Fans really do connect the dots, but they have to be exposed to these artists in whatever form they're getting their music. Speaking of, I saw one of the artists that you mentioned. I believe her name is it Mickey. Is that Mickey Guyton? Mickey Guyton. I saw her recently on the Today Show. She was absolutely mind blowing. Her her vocals. I mean, I cannot put together a tune with two hands on a flashlight. But she, she was incredible. Um, and and she is a woman of color in the country music industry. And you know, probably the most underrepresented. Um, Absolutely. She's got one of the best voices that you will ever hear and a genuine person and quietly mentors so many artists. And, you know, my fingers are crossed that she's going to get the support that she deserves with new music that's coming out in 2023. But here's a woman who, you know, sang the national anthem at the Super Bowl. You can't get any bigger than that. She should be supported in this genre should be and needs to be. And, and that's just another great example of increasing my awareness because I immediately paid attention to that. She was just on last week. Again, yes. one of the things about knowing about this interview, my mind immediately turned to her and thought, oh, I wonder if that's someone that Leslie has supported yes. or advocated for or mentored along the way. And, you know, but I stopped what I was doing to watch her um, knowing, you know, that that she likely was. and. And now all of you listening have that same connection um, with all of these people, just as I did in that moment. And it, it really does go a very long way, all of those small efforts. Um, so what's your favorite part? Just switching gears to a little bit of the fun for a second. What's your favorite part about working at CMT? I, first, I have to you know thank the, the team that I have. I have an amazing group of people that I work with who love music, you know, they live, eat and breathe music. I work with a lot of amazing people. There's a woman named Margaret Como, who's SVP of live music and events. And we just love our family. We're one big happy family. But I think the thing that we love the most is really supporting new artists and giving them a platform on a daily basis, whether it's through the digital team or what we're doing on on broadcast television or videos. That to me is just, you know, it's joyful for an artist to say, you know, I grew up watching CMT. I grew up watching all these artists videos. And, you know, now I'm at CMT playing for the team and now you're supporting me. It's um, that is the most fulfilling part of our job. It really is. Oh, I can imagine. I get to see a little slice of that myself and what I do. Of, you know, absolutely. come into my office with an idea and turn it into, you know, what a viable business where they're making an impact. And of course, your your clients or, you know, the, the artists coming through are certainly doing the same, making a significant impact. Um, but what I love about this interview is that, um, gosh, you are really putting your money where your mouth is, meaning your time, right? Because that's the real currency that we all trade in. And you're putting your time behind creating a really phenomenal atmosphere for women at CMT. And I'm just so grateful for all of this work that you do um, and the time that you're putting in and uh, for you sharing that with us. 
No, thank you. And, and again, I have to thank my team, of course, because it's such a, you know, I hate to say it's a labor of love, but but it is. And, you know, we started this Equal Play Award where we get to honor people like Linda Martell and Jennifer Nettles. And so bigger and better in 2023. And, and again, if, if anyone out there has any questions, I'd be glad to answer any or you can give out my email address. It's it really is something that that I'm proud for the whole team at CMT. I love that. Uh, so if our listeners want to get involved with CMT and support the network even more, what, you know, where can we send them? What information can we tell them to kind of check out? Well, they can they can actually see all of the different music franchises that we have at cmt.com. But if you follow us on socials, you will see some hilarious things that we do with artists. You'll see some groundbreaking programs so follow us on all of the socials. And, and honestly, if anyone wants to reach out to me personally, it's very easy. It's leslie.fram at cmt.com. Look at there, you guys. <laughs> I mean, you, it does not get better than that. She has shared her personal email. <laughs> I mean, I hope you listeners have enjoyed this conversation as much as I have. We really have someone here who is you know, a game changer and um, a life transformer. And, and that's just such a cool thing. So thank you for spending your time with us today, Leslie. We are so grateful. This was amazing. Thank you, Sally. I hope that this interview made your business just a little bit better, listeners. We'll see you next time on the Hitting Rock Metal podcast. 